everyone and welcome back to my podcast. This week we'll be talking about what it's like to be in a military family and I have two guest speakers, kind of a throwback from my first podcast. My parents will be here and I'll be asking them some questions. So I hope you enjoy my podcast. So I wanted to talk about what it's like being in a military family. I've mentioned it before and I wanted to go more in depth. My dad has been in the Navy for 21 years, which also means he has been in the Navy all of my life, and a big part of it. So I'm sure most of you knew that coming with a military family, you have moving. I got lucky and didn't have to move as much as some people I know, but it did happen. The first time I moved was when I was about a year and a half. We moved to Virginia for one year. Then we moved to North Carolina from Virginia and stayed there for only one year. I moved back to Connecticut, where I was born, until 2012 when I was eight. That's the only time I remember moving, when we moved from Connecticut to Virginia for the second time. I was in third grade, and I was super nervous. I had so many friends, and a lot of my family was there too. Coming to Virginia, we had no one. Although we were moving back into the same house that we first lived in when I was two, I still didn't remember any of it because I was so young. A little fun story was that when we moved away from Virginia, we rented our house out not knowing it would cause us so much trouble. Long story short, when we moved back into that house, it was destroyed. It was gross and tore up, and our refrigerator and other appliances were stolen. My parents had to take them to court. So, my parents moved back here before my sister and I did to fix up the house. Meanwhile, my sister and I lived with my dad's parents in Colorado for a few months while we waited. Now, that may have seemed like a lot, but most of it when I was, re- was when I was really young, and I don't remember. Another fun fact, the house that we moved back into was not completely fixed up when we moved to a new house in October of last year. Another part of being in a military family is the deployments. My dad is on submarines, so he has to only be out for six months. And in between those were underways. From a few days to a few weeks, he'd be gone to make sure that everything was ready before the real deal. I'm not sure how many he's been on in total, but I know there was quite a few. My mom has told me about what it was like when my dad was gone when my sister and I were young. She used to tell us that he was looking for Nemo and that he'd be back soon. We didn't get to talk to him for most of that time. We only got to email him and talk to him when the boat pulled in somewhere. Most of the time, the deployments went great, up until the very last one, which wasn't even supposed to be the last one. My dad was supposed to go on shore duty or get off of the boat he was on and work in an office, but the guy who was in charge of him was retiring and his last wish could have been to let my dad go because he did all the time he had to on that boat, but nope. (laughs) He decided to have my dad stay another year. And guess what was in that year? A deployment. Like I said, they usually go great, and this one did, until it was about a month before they were going to come home. We got a call, and they told us that they were not coming home when they thought they were. They didn't know when they'd be back for a few weeks. Then, the weeks turned into months, and into two months. That deployment went from six to just about nine months, and he wasn't even supposed to be on it. We were miserable. From the day he left, I counted down the days, weeks, and months until he would come home, and not knowing when that would be was honestly scary. I kept telling myself that he just had to do his job and he'd be back soon. It's been hard, but I would never want his job to change. If my dad never joined the Navy, he would have never met my mom. 
Speaking of, I like to ask my mom a few questions what it, about what it is like being a Navy wife. Okay, I have my mom here now. Mom, would you like to say something? Hi, I'm mom. Cool. All right, so I have a few questions for you. Is that okay? Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. First question. What did you first think when you found out he was in the Navy? Um, honestly, I was like, oh my gosh, no way. Um, I grew up in a town that um, had lots of sailors in it, and we always were told to stay away from the sailors because, you know, they were they were the bad guys. And so I never actually thought I would ever date a guy in the Navy. Um, it just so happened that your dad and I met 45 minutes away from where we both lived. And he told me he lived in Groton. And I said, oh, I live in Ledger. And he goes, where's that? And I was like, you're in the Navy, aren't you? Because if you go out the back gate, you're in Ledger. So I guess it was kind of fate. Mm -hmm. But Poppy didn't like it too much. Because <laughs> he didn't like that he was a sailor. Because he was a sailor. Oh, back yeah. in the day. <laughs> mm -hmm. That was her dad, by the way. A.K.A. my grandpa. <laughs> Poppy. Yes. But, yeah. It's crazy that that's how it worked out. And Dad didn't plan on being in this, on, on submarines. Then he got... No, he was. He was in sub-school. Well, he, he didn't plan on staying in Connecticut. He didn't want to stay there. Oh, I he thought wanted... you didn't want to go in submarines. You wanted to fly planes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, well, you, when you asked Dad... You can ask him his questions, but okay. But yeah, he was the sub school, submarine schools in Groton, Connecticut. Yeah, and so that's why he was there. Mm -hmm. Okay, moving on to the next question, what do you what did you think having kids would be like with him being gone all the time? Um, actually, I thought it was going to be easy. I didn't really have any idea what it was going to be like. I knew it would be hard because he wouldn't be around, but I don't think I realized how hard it was going to be until we had you. And then I also had postpartum depression. And so that was really hard because um, that really, with your dad being gone all the time, it was hard. So luckily, Mimi and Poppy and the rest of my family were close. And so when you were a baby... We moved back into Mimi and Poppy's house so that they could help me take care <clears> of you. So that way I could, you know, get through the postpartum depression and everything like that. Because your dad was gone, um, let's see, two weeks after you were born, he left for a little while. And then when he came back, you got sick and you were in the hospital for a couple of days. And then I got sick and then your dad left for a month. And then he was doing work. He was in and out because he was getting ready to go on deployment. Mm -hmm. So you were about eight months old when he left. So we stayed with Mimi and Poppy. So that way I had extra help. Um, when I needed a break, they took over and loved on their first grandkids. So, yeah. so it was it was hard, but it, luckily throughout the last 20 years, of us being together, um, we've had family around to help us through 
deployments and things like that. So we really have been blessed in that way. Yeah. Um, next question. What was the best and worst thing about being in a military family? Um, the best? I mean, being um, in the military community is you get a lot of um, perks, I guess, so to speak. There's a lot of special things and you I, we got to meet a lot of cool people and we we made friends that you know span all across the united states and um it's really cool um that we've had so many experiences with them we've had lots of fun times um crazy stuff um the worst i would say was your dad being gone a lot with him being in on a sub it was hard because there was a lot of times he was gone and it's not like being on a service ship where we could just call him we had to send emails and in the beginning when we first got married it was family grams and where you only get 40 words and you send it and then it gets sent to the boat and sure shortly well after a while we started to email and you could email like once every week and then as the deployments and things went on we were able to this last one we were able to email as much as we could um, which was much different than in the beginning and you know it was hard when we didn't have we weren't able to communicate there was quite a big gap and we called them blackout phases where we didn't have any communication with your dad mm -hmm. so that would be the worst but during that time we were able to get in the groove we were able to you know, get into a routine and it actually, as the time went on, it was actually easier when we had those um, gaps where we didn't get to talk because it just made it harder. Like when we talked on the phone, it made us miss him even more. And then once we got to, you know, FaceTime and all that stuff, it was, that was harder. So I'm, I'm thankful that we didn't get to talk every day on the phone like the other people in the Navy get to um, because I think that would have drove me more crazy than getting into the routine. So there's pros and cons to it. It's hard, but we made it. Yep, definitely did. All right, next question. How do you think your life would be if you never joined the Navy? If dad never joined the Navy? Yeah. Um, well, it would be completely different because I don't think, I mean, I don't think we would have met because the only reason why we met that day is because he was in Connecticut and I don't know I just don't think I mean if we were meant to meet I'm sure there would have been some other way but maybe it wouldn't have been like our first and only marriage it would have been like <laughs> my second marriage or after a divorce or something because you know things life was just different before I met your dad I mentioned that earlier in the podcast that you guys wouldn't have met. So, I mean, that's a big pro of him being in the Navy, I think. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I wouldn't be here. Savannah, my sister, wouldn't be here. So, nope. that is definitely a big part. Well, thank you, Mom, for speaking. That's it? <laughs> yes, that's your questions. Oh, well, what did you say was the worst, the good and the the good thing or the bad thing about 
your dad being in the Navy. I didn't hear what you said. Oh, well, I did like bragging of that my dad was in the Navy. That was nice. And being able to, I don't know if some people may not know what Tattoo is, but when we got to go see Tattoo, which is a big concert-like thing where people, musicians, vocalists, all those people from around the world got to perform, they would always do a tribute. And I got to stand up for the Navy song because I'm in like the Navy family. So I thought that was cool. The worst, obviously, was when he was gone, and especially underways before the deployment, because it's like you're back, and then the next day you left, and then it was just a buildup. So basically, you were gone for more than six months because we just got to see you, mm-hmm. like for a day. That kind of, that happened a couple times. Yeah, but another good thing was when they came home. I liked the homecomings. They did a lot of special stuff for them. I would say that the hardest deployment was when you were in kindergarten and Savannah was three. And that's the one that we convinced her that dad was searching for Nemo. Mm -hmm. That one was the hardest. I think that probably was the hardest part of being a military family was trying to explain to you guys why your dad was gone and, you know, Seeing you guys cry for him, that was the hardest, too. <laughs> it was. It was really hard because there's just nothing you could do. Mom? Okay, well. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to wrap up this part with you, Mom. We're going to scoot over to Dad. Well, thanks for your input on this and for answering questions. You're welcome. All right, now I got my dad here. Dad? What's up, peeps? Okay. Anyways, I got some questions for you. First I got qu- some answers for you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> First question. How did you decide on going into the military? Well, um, long time ago, I got to think about it. So, when I was a kid, my uncle was in the Marines. And I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, the first plane I was ever in was a fighter jet, which was cool. I was five. Um, so I always had a thing, you know, for, for the military. Um, when I was a senior in high school, I was doing uh, machining, tool and die making, and stuff like that. And I went to college. And I had a really good friend that died in a car accident. And after that, I didn't care about college anymore. So I wasn't doing so well. So Nana and Papa came out to talk to me, my mom and dad. And he looked at me and he said, out of anything in the world, if you could do it, out of anything in the world, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to fly a plane. So I became a submariner. <laughs> I went the exact opposite direction. So anyway, after that conversation, we went to the recruiter and the rest is history. I didn't know some of that. Good to know. Next question. Is this something? Oh, well, the next question was, is this something you've always wanted to do? And you kind of already answered that. So I'm going to go to the next one. I mean, uh, there's more to it, but I don't know how much time we have, so. 
we've got time if you want to answer it. No. So, is this something you've always wanted to do? Uh, in a roundabout way, yes. Sort that's that's a short answer, yes. Um. So I told you I always want to fly a plane, uh, which deals with aerodynamics. Uh, it wasn't until I was in in the Navy and being a submariner for sixteen years that I realized that God has a sense of humor. And what I did on a submarine when I drove the boat was I would make the submarine fly underwater, essentially. Um, so I realized that it was kind of funny that I'm still flying. It just instead of aerodynamics, it's hydrodynamics. Hydro means water. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but <laughs> for all of those it. people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, next question. How did you feel to have... How did you feel to have to be away from your family so much? Um, before I met your mom, like it wasn't too hard until, and I don't think everybody understands this until they have to go through it, but I got strep, strep throat so bad after I got out of boot camp and I was in so much pain and had such a horrible fever. It was like the first time I really, really missed my mom because I didn't have to, like, I was in a barracks room by myself, just laying there in pain and misery and suffering and loathing of what felt like death. Uh, and I was like, man, I really wish my mom was here just to make it all right. Um, after met your mom, it was kind of one of those things, you know, we kind of prepped to do, didn't really know what to do or what it was going to be like. Um, and honestly, it's something that never got easier. It every single time got harder. So you think you'd get used to it and it would just be easier, but it always got harder because, you know, relationships grow and you, you know, you love somebody more and mm -hmm. then you just rip your heart out and, Leave it there and float away. And then come back after a few months. Oh, yeah, so. you got to come back and put it back together, you know. <laughs> but then, you know, you realize, especially after you and Savannah were born, that um, there's a lot of stuff that I missed. There's a lot of stuff that, you know, I had to learn because um, for you, when you were born out of your first year and three months that you were born or you were alive, I was around for maybe three months of that. So I also didn't know how to be a dad, how to take care of you. So, you know, that was tough too, having to come back, learn, you know, when I left you, you just started crawling. When I came home, you were like running all over the place. So that was weird. It's like, what is this little thing? It's running all over the place. So, um, that made it harder then too, because I knew that you were going to do things. There was a lot of first that I was going to miss. And that's thing. Those are things that you can't get back. Once they're gone, they're gone. You know, you never know when the last time is the last time. So. Very true. All right. This is a popular question. Mm. I'm a popular guy. Was it like the movies being in a submarine? Uh, Yes and no. Um, 
some of the stuff you see. Uh, there's some of like the, the basic, you know, litany lingo, whatever you want to call it in, in watch thing and stuff like that. Some of that's similar, but for the most part, um, no, Hollywood has no idea what I do. Mm -hmm. There's only one movie, right? That's even close. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if, if you want to watch a very good submarine movie with a very outlandish story, um, recent one, Hunter Killer's good, but probably the most realistic submarine movie movie is Down Periscope. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty realistic when it comes to the way we are. <laughs> oh, we have a saying, you know. Um, little kids, you know, tell their moms when they want to grow up, you know, Hey, mom, when I grow up, I want to be a submariner. And her answer is son, you got to pick one. You can't be both. Can't be a grown up or a submariner. You can either be a grown up or be a submariner. I'm glad you explained that. Cause I did not get it. <laughs> so. Okay. Um, what was your favorite thing about traveling so much? Uh, two reasons I joined, like I joined the Navy was one was money for college and two was to get out of the small town that I was enslaved to, um, and see the world. So being able to see the world and do all that, it was, I mean, that was cool. Cause it made me realize one, how small we are, um, and two, how much, I guess how easy it is for us to just get kind of wrapped up in our own little worlds and not, you know, be able to take our, you know, for lack of a better term, take off our own shoes and put ourselves in somebody else's shoes and understand what they're going through to see other cultures and other people and understand how they do things in the way of life. And then also to gain the perspective of how they see us uh, is very enlightening. So that was kind of cool. Um, and I'm probably the only guy that you know that has circumnavigated the continent of Africa. So true pretty cool probably i don't know i don't go asking people that i mean you could <laughs> i could great conversation starter sure okay <laughs> actually it's c because we didn't do it on the shore okay comedian anyways last question same one i asked mom how do you think we're how do you think your life would be if you never joined the navy nothing like it is now because your mom and i probably wouldn't have met I wouldn't have you or Savannah. Um, I highly doubt I would be living in Virginia Beach. I would not have been able to circumnavigate Africa. Um, I'd probably be a bum. Well, I wouldn't be anything. <laughs> okay, last question. I just came up. Oh, what? Oh, I thought that was the last question. No, I. So last question. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought of one. Uh, what was your favorite place that you've been to? <sighs> that you can tell us. There's a lot of things that I liked about pretty much everywhere I went. Um, as far as making friends like lifetime lifelong friends 
uh, around the world. Um, Scotland was pretty cool because I still talk to those guys on a regular. Um, but I think as far as, you know, submarine slash Navy related, um, on our 2009 deployment, we pulled into South Africa and that was on San Juan and we were, and still we're the first and still are only are the only submarine to ever pull into South Africa. Oh. So that was pretty cool. That's your favorite? As far as I think just based on what it means and all that um, kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Scotland was definitely cool because I got to see a lot of history there. Greece was cool. Like there's, there's, I don't really have a specific favorite Seychelles was cool because it was, I mean, I wouldn't you know, either. it was like the, I don't know, Hawaii in the Southern hemisphere. It's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, Bahrain was not cool. <laughs> it was hotter than Hades. It sucked. Um, sorry, that would probably be my least favorite. Oh, okay. It's not fun. Um, and I'm sad because I always wanted to pull into Israel. The deployment before I got to the boat, they went to Israel and I wanted to go there, but I never went. Um, and Turkey, they pulled in Turkey too. Uh, let's see. Italy was neat because I got to see the Leaning Tower of Pisa. It is in fact leaning. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm sure. I don't, Spain was neat because I got to see an actual bullfight. That was cool and sad. Oh. Um, cause it's pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Gibraltar's neat because you can climb the rock and you can see, you can stand on Europe and Europe, right. And see Africa. So you can stand in one continent and see another. That's pretty neat. Um, Norway was, was neat. It was, uh, it was Norway in January. So you can only speculate that it was cold. Yeah. Um, really cold. Uh, let's see. Oh, even though it was really hard to talk to you guys because there was no way, like, good way to do it. Um, Diego Garcia was neat because it's literally like the smallest pinprick of, you know, pinpoint of an island in the middle of the Indian Ocean. Um, it's it's cool because they have a lagoon in the center of the island, so it's like pretty chill. And these dolphins and turtles and everything come in there to, you know, to mate and reproduce and all that stuff. And then, you know, as soon as you go on the other side of that, it's like open ocean, and the Indian Ocean is a pretty rough ocean, so it can get pretty crazy real quick. So it's pretty it was pretty neat to see. Um, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I forgot that you went to some of those places. Yeah. I really only remember Gibraltar and Scotland and Seychelles. Yeah, went to Norway. Uh, so Norway, Scotland. Went to Scotland like three or four times. Three yeah. Times, I think. It's like the only place you went that was. Side Gibraltar, yeah. Um, been to Gibraltar a couple times. Spent a lot of time in Spain. Uh, I think I've been there like four, five, six times. Uh, uh, about th- maybe three or four. Uh, Italy, Greece, um, Bahrain. So, if you could 
say you wish you could go somewhere, would it be Israel? Still, uh, Israel is a place just based on the history and obviously Jerusalem and you know mm-hmm. being a Christian and all that kind of stuff. It would be really neat to go back and and really, I think it would help. Um, you know, faith is obviously you know about things that aren't seen, but being able to see that would help kind of deepen the roots and you know put put some things into perspective and stuff. So I think that would always be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though we pulled into Scotland, we couldn't travel to England. I still want to go to England, um, but Scotland was cool. Uh, even though I went to Norway, I wanted to go to Northern Norway. Norway. Um, I still want to, I still would have liked to go to the Arctic, to the North Pole. Like I went, I've been in the Arctic Circle, but I've never been up under the ice and all that far. Um, so, um, trying to think of, you know, obviously if there's, there's West Coast, you know, Japan and stuff like that would be, would be neat to go see if, you know, if you could go over there. So, yeah. I I want to go somewhere. I've never been outside the country, so hopefully one day we can. I mean, I've been to Epcot, but that's <laughs> no, that that's not the real deal. <laughs> your sister wants to go to wants to go to Scotland for her graduation, so start saving your money. Start saving my money. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're gonna go to Epcot for mine, so I guess I'm going all around the world. So. <laughs> Any more questions that you don't want me to answer? Yes. No, just kidding. That's the last. That was it? Yeah. That so, was no it. last question of the last question of the last question. Okay. I just thought of it. So, right. I had to ask it. Sorry. I had to answer it. Yeah, I know. Because I asked it. It's my podcast. <laughs> just kidding. You're the guest. Huh? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for speaking for you and answering the questions. Well, thanks for having me on your podcast. And answering excuse me asking the questions thank you you're welcome i hope we get a good grade me too (laughs) okay well i hope you guys learned some things about being in a military family and maybe if you were deciding on being in the military this would help you out a little bit and you could see what the pros and cons were to it if you're a little on the edge for it. I hope you guys enjoyed having my parents here. I certainly did. I learned some new stuff about them too. Thank you for listening, and I'm not sure if this is my last podcast, but it might be. So thank you for listening to all my podcasts. I really appreciate it.